Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. All right, let's jump into it. So much to cover today on the Afternoon Rush Monday, December 18th, one week before the Christmas officially begins, right? I know we're all celebrating all month long, but boy, do we got a lot of... I've got Christmas gifts to deliver today. On YouTube, I made a 50 minute long, not 49, 50 minute long video uh, sharing some of the wild court papers that uh, dropped into my lap. We we call it the old uh, elf on a court shelf, clearly pushed off some of the publicly accessible court papers regarding Clayton Eckerd v. Uh, Jane Doe, and I share them in their entirety on YouTube today. I'm going to cut to the wildest moments with you on the second half of this episode, so uh, stick around for those, but let's continue the Christmas spirit with Stella K. Cole. Uh, let's get ready for it. Come on. Frosty the snowman was a jolly happy soul with a corncob five and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. How did I almost forget the words? Frosty the snowman was a fairy tale they say. He was made of snow but the children know how he came to life one day. Alright, we're coming to life today, folks. That's Stella K. Cole. Go check her out. I think she's got Christmas uh, concerts in Philly and New York City. You can go check that out on her Instagram, at Stella K. Cole. Alright, I've got so much to get into. Let's start flying through rom-coms and Christmas. Hugh Grant, one of the goats, greatest of all times, of course, Love Actually and other great movies like that. Uh, he's commenting on being too old and fat and ugly to do another rom-com, which I don't agree with. I think rom-coms can come at any ages. But here's what he had to say on Drew Carey's, excuse me, Drew Carey's, I don't name Drew Barrymore. Uh, one of those Drews. Here's what he had to say. Oh, lovely. Uh, <laughs> I told you I got a bit better. I got a bit less bad after I had children, got married, got happier. I got too old and fat and ugly to do romantic comedies, obviously. <laughs> so I got offered more interesting things. You know, it's funny because I don't see you that way at all. And in fact, everybody after we were together was like, why are you two not in a film together? There it is, of course. So he says he's too old and fat and ugly, but I guess he's probably received too many paychecks. Why go back to working in film when you got cash? That's Hugh Grant. Of course, he's uh, he's been known in the past for how he spends his money. I think he was uh, was he arrested for soliciting a hooker or whatever. Either way, do you, Hugh Grant? Do you, uh, legally speaking, that is. And boy, I'll tell you what, this isn't exactly a Christmas movie, but I've been watching Jack Reacher on Amazon Prime. Do you guys watch this, Jack Reacher? I don't know what it is. I love he's. Uh, the guy who plays him, Alan Richson, is just this strong beast of a man, clearly juicing out of his mind, in my opinion. I don't want him to sue me. Uh, pin me down, Alan. But either way, the show's great. It's great. It's like it's it's there's always a love story and there's always like a man versus is a one versus ten David versus Goliath kind of show. Uh, although he's Goliath and David at the same time, if that makes sense. Maybe it doesn't. But that's my recommendation for you is to go check out uh, Jack Reacher. I think was it Tom Cruise who initially played him in the movies, which clearly was not the right 
type because Jack Reacher is supposed to be a larger than life. Either way, um, let me know if you haven't already. It's a good mini series. It just started season two. First three episodes are out. But that's not a sponsor. That's just what I'm listening to. Here is a sponsor this week and next. We're sponsored by Microdose. We're so excited. Uh, you've probably heard the word microdosing. They've been a sponsor in the past. If not, just know that all sorts of people are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. Let's talk about microdosing. You know that just right feeling when your body and mind are really at peace, like after a workout or a nice long shower, where you're relaxed, focused, and a little energized being in the zone? Well, microdosing can help you get into that zone easier and stay there longer. You know me, I use it for my neck pains at the end of the night, a little microdosing before I watch Jack Reacher and I'm melting into the pillow and feeling just right. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code RUSHHOUR to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Guys, that's a good deal, all right? Again, that's microdose.com, code rush hour, microdose.com, code rush hour for 30% off. And we're so happy to have them back as a sponsor. All right. We got so much more content to get into. Uh, it's not all Bachelor news, although we will get to Bachelor. Well, pregnant Texans continue to be pulled over in carpool lane after the abortion ruling. I have two heartbeats in the car is the response. And, you know, this is one of those things you love to see. Uh, you love to see people go, oh, you know what? You want to consider this uh, unborn baby a human, that's fine. We're just going to ride the carpool lane from now on. And um, officials in Texas continue to ticket pregnant women for driving in the carpool lanes, despite the state's stance on abortion that grants unborn children the rights of people. The pushback comes in response to the state's abortion ban, which prohibits abortions after detecting a fetal heartbeat. I say, look, if it's got a heartbeat, it gets to ride uh, in the... Uh, now, then you might say, well, men have sperm in their balls. Do they get to ride? And it's like, okay, that's a little too far. The sperm doesn't have a heartbeat. I guess that's where we cross the line. All right. New study in South Korea reveals alarming link between commuting and mental health. I always like a good commuting story for you. Maybe you're driving right now. Maybe you're in the uh, HOV lane. I don't know. The study revealed that those who spend over an hour commuting daily are more likely to experience depressive symptoms than those with shorter commutes. You know, this is interesting because I love to drive, but also I really work from home now. So for me, driving is a chance to kind of get out of the house where if I was driving to a job I didn't like, I would see that drive as probably being more, um, you know, depressing. So I guess it's all about the drive is all about whether or not you enjoy where it is you're going. You know, we all love a drive to Disney World, but we don't love a drive to work. So anyway, groundbreaking study on the detrimental impact of lengthy commutes on mental health. Now, they don't say it here, but I've heard uh, anecdotally that listening to this podcast will help improve your rush hour drive. Let me know. Leave a rating or review of this podcast in any way whatsoever is helping you out there. All right. I got a couple non-bachelor stories before we get into the Clayton scandal. Trust me, it's going to be worth your time. I've got Mari Povich and Mark Zuckerberg coming to you right after this break. Okay, Mari Povich is in the news. He receives a Lifetime Achievement Award from wife Connie Chung at Daytime Emmys. Mari Povich has received the Daytime Emmy Lifetime Achievement Honor from his wife, and it is a whole article on abcnews.com. I don't know. I don't know if he's worthy of it. it. I think Mari Povich, at least in his later days of a daytime host, was pretty toxic. You know what I mean? It's just me. 
Here's what Connie had to say. I know that you think he's been determining the paternity of every child in America all his life, but no, in his 67 years in television, he's been a news reporter and a news anchor and old-fashioned talk show host interviewing world leaders, politicians, members of Congress, authors, movie stars, and even Julia Child. Um, so either way, I, I mean, I guess it's true. Maury Povich only really became smut journalism his final 10 years or so. But either way, wife Connie Chung uh, gives him a Lifetime Achievement Award. So... The uh, the always young eighty four year old uh, Maury Povich is uh, is alive and well in our thoughts today. Um, and speaking of megalomaniac dictators, I don't know if he counts as a dictator, but Mark Zuckerberg is prepping a doomsday bunker in Kauai. Kauai or Kauai? Kauai? A wired investigation revealed that the tech mogul's top secret Hawaiian estate will feature a 5,000 square foot underground bunker and will generate its own energy. My hope for the Hawaiian people is that if there's ever a doomsday scenario, that they raid his bunker <laughs> and really take it for all they can. I mean, look, he's got what? I mean, how many acres is his late? He has a 1,400 acre ranch. 1400 acres guys i don't know that doesn't really sit right with me that he uh you know obviously he's worth billions but this is when i talk about taxing the rich it's guys like him i don't think we need him owning 1400 acres i mean look that's just in hawaii which has a finite amount of land it's an island nation which i don't know maybe i'm digressing here but i don't know do you guys think and it's usually someone who's like low paid that goes oh uh, no I, I i support everyone making their millions and billions it's like okay trevor you're not even you know what i mean like no one's talking about extra taxes on somebody making 80 grand or 280 grand it's uh, it's about like that crazy level where why does he deserve a bunker because he stole allegedly uh facebook from the winklevoss twins get out of here come on all right well if you want to hear some jokes from me i've got one of my last shows while i'm in the west coast december 28th Dave Neal and Friends is performing at the Huntington Beach Rec Room in Orange County. We'll have some Bachelor alumni there. So tickets, uh, link in the comments, link in the description below, or go to Instagram.com slash dneals where you can get all that information. Okay, I'm going to get to the Clayton stuff. That's going to be after we cover a couple uh, stories in the world of uh, entertainment news. First one actually is really interesting. Big Bang Theory's Kate Micucci says, I'm cancer-free after surgery. Let's listen to what she had to say. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to thank you all so much for the good wishes and all the love that I have received this past week. It was just, it meant so much to me and uh, really came at the time that I really needed it. So, so thank you. I have great news, which is that I am cancer-free. And the surgery last week uh, went great. Um, all of the reports came back that I, it worked. I don't need to do any other treatment. Uh, so big thank yous uh, to all of my doctors and nurses and everyone that took just really great care of me. And, and so good to hear. Congrats on the cancer-free uh, post-surgery diagnosis to Big Bang star Kate Micucci. Uh, in other news here, Madonna is putting Andy Cohen on blast at a concert and calls him a troublemaking queen. Of course, that's because Andy Cohen has built an empire on, you know, essentially uh, tearing people apart. You know, he's the Mari Povich of the Bravo world. Let's put it that way. So here's uh, Madonna spotted 
I guess on tour in New York City at Madison Square Gardens, Andy Cohen is literally in the front row, so she uh, calls him out and spills some beer on him. Have a listen. She said, how lucky am I, Andy? She said, say one more bad thing about me on your show. And then she chucks a little bit of beer on him. Hey, he's got front row seats. That's what you get. You get a little heckled from Madonna there. All right. Well, if this title of this next story doesn't shout billionaire class, I don't know what will. Kendall Jenner dinner with the Biebers in Aspen after Bad Bunny split. Kendall Jenner dealt with the breakup blues this weekend the same way she might on any other given night. A high priced meal with her celebrity pal. In this case, the Biebers. Wouldn't that be nice if you ever get dumped by one of the greatest uh, pop stars in the world that you get to hang out with the Biebers afterwards? The supermodel capped off her Aspen weekend. Aspen? Aspen, California? That's a Dumb and Dumber reference. Sunday by hitting up one of the hot spots there in town, Catch. And we got to say, she looked damn good walking into the joint, rocking a very on-theme black and white ensemble that she was wearing the hell out of. Okay, so either way, uh, pray for Kendall Jenner as she overcomes Bad Bunny. If you're like me, an elder millennial, you probably don't even know who Bad Bunny is. I I had to do that thing where... I had to go on Spotify and search for new music. I don't know. My my Spotify playlist is 2010s hip hop. That's what I like. If it's not Nelly or, you know, I don't know, Sean Paul, if it, you know, if it's not one of those, I'm not really listening to it. So I'm like, Bad Bunny? Who's Bad Bunny? What, what's up with this uh, veterinarian themed uh, star? You know, what's what's his deal? Buddy, he's got some hits. I hear he's I hear he's going to do OK out there. Um, but either way, let's go to uh, should we get into the Clayton stuff? Let's get into the Clayton and stuff. Um, we have Clayton Eckerd actually first responds to Bachelor Nation thinking his new video is a hard launch. So people want Clayton Eckerd to find love. That's what they want. Um, we've got him here in a TikTok video, I believe, uh, uh, with the title Romanticizing Life Through Dancing Together. And it's a very sexual dance with a pretty lady, but it turns out that that wasn't his uh, hard launch of a relationship. That was just, uh, you know, uh, his dance coach. The former Bachelor captioned the video, not only has dance allowed me to connect more with my authentic self, but it also has allowed me to connect more with other like-minded individuals across the world. This sense of belonging has greatly impacted my mental health as I now feel I'm attracting the energy that's meant for me. In the clip, Clayton dips his dance partner in the kitchen and then cuts to him catching her overlooking a gorgeous sunset. Bachelor Nation fans were quick to wonder if Clayton and his dance partner were more than friends. The video quickly raked in almost a million views in a couple days and the comments were filled with things like, thought this was a hard launch for a second there and is this your girlfriend? Clayton responded to comments and cleared up the rumors. He wrote, no, just a new friend and didn't mean to make it look that way. Either way, happy for Clayton. He's also in uh, the news on his Instagram because he's finally breaking ground on the pool that is going to be in the back of his Airbnb. As you guys know, we reported that he's got an Airbnb coming that was going to be Bachelor themed. We talked about it uh, briefly on Driving with Dave, but of course the Bachelor franchise shot him down there. Uh, apparently he's not allowed to use the Bachelor likeness in selling Airbnb rentals, but he posted that he got the pool permitted. It's finally time to get started. And then here's what he had to say. All right, so it's a couple of days before the dig, guys. I wanted to show you out here. So 
we're gonna put a big pool right here. We're gonna have a little layout area right here where you can bathe in the sun. You come over here, right there is gonna be the hot tub, spa area, and then we'll come over here, and then right here where you see the blue marking, that's all gonna be a pergola. We're gonna have a pool, or sorry, not a pool, TV up in the corner that can be pulled out and then people on the spa. And speaking of pulling out, uh, Clayton Eckert hasn't pulled out of this deal. Uh, the pergola pool and hot tub, I think will be available starting this spring at his Scottsdale Airbnb. I don't know, guys. I'm thinking we do a southern, a southwest meetup. Would you guys want a bachelor rush hour meetup maybe sometime next year? We spend three, four days in sunny Scottsdale. Maybe a stand-up comedy show maybe we rent this place out i don't know let me know what you think maybe clayton will give us a little bit of that deal all right well the content you've been waiting for is coming up next it is going to shock you it's going to blow your mind that is it is the new motion clayton has filed to extend the paternity hearing to make sure his non-paternity is proved it's complicated we'll have that story next as mentioned and teased on this morning's Bachelor Rush Hour podcast, um, I have been uh, on the receiving end of court papers that are now public, filed last week, as we called it. It's the elf on the court shelf. He has pushed some court papers into my stocking, and Christmas came early. Not the only thing that came early. Okay, come on, folks. We're having fun. It's a family show here. What I've got for you is, and again, this is a 50 minute YouTube video where you can see the extensive nature of these documents, uh, a lot of legalese and things like that. But we've got basically four motions and uh, court documents to share with you. I'm gonna go through the, I'm gonna go through it quickly here. The first was an expedited motion to extend dismissal date on inactive calendar and schedule an evidentiary hearing. This was because due to the inactive nature of the family court case between Clayton Eckerd and Jane Doe, that um, the court case was just going to be dismissed uh, on the grounds that nothing was happening. So this was Clayton and his legal team's way of saying, we want a hearing, an evidentiary hearing, to actually prove uh, that Clayton is not the father. So not only prove uh, paternity, but prove that she's not even pregnant, right? That's kind of what they're looking for. Uh, petitioner has not provided scientific proof that she is pregnant. These are in the court documents. All paternity results have come back showing little to no fetal DNA. And as I've said, well, maybe they're not checking in the right places. Maybe the fetal DNA is hiding behind a liver or something. You know what I mean? No, chances are uh, due to their data, either that company is not reputable, which I don't believe to be the case, uh, because they are like a one-of-a-kind company with groundbreaking science. So you would think that they would be able to find the DNA. I don't care what you got to do. Just find me the DNA. Respondent Jane has registered, oh, excuse me, the respondent is Clayton, has registered himself on the putative father registry. Now, this is where it becomes interesting. The putative father registry is essentially, so say you um, have sex with somebody 
and you don't want them in case they have a baby to give it up for adoption. As a male, you do have some rights, at least in Arizona, where you would sign up for the registry and say, oh, I had sex on May 20th, 2023. If it turns out that they file for adoption, that paperwork will show that I am possibly the father. And then if I am proven to be the father, then if she wanted to give the baby up for adoption, it would have to have my approval. So you, you can't just have a baby and not give the father for shot at adopting. Now, does Clayton think he's a father? No, but in putting himself on the putative father registry, if she were to claim that she gave the babies up for adoption, he would claim bullshit and be able to say, no, you didn't because um, I never got notified that you know I'm the father of this and that. So all of these documents are very fascinating. The other was a motion for leave to amend respondent's response to petition to establish paternity. And essentially this is just Clayton now having lawyers, thanks in part to you and your donations to his GoFundMe. Uh, it has helped him get the legal help and framework down to clean up his initial uh, you know, a response to petition to establish paternity. So in this, it shares, you know, um, some of the information that Clayton needed to have shared, which was the different exhibits, um, uh, the fact that there hasn't been any evidence that there is fetal DNA and this and that, and all of the other aspects where Clayton believes that he was coerced into this faux pregnancy because she was threatening to uh, go to the media, go to Instagram. I'm going to share some of those examples with you briefly. But here's Clayton's affidavit of non-paternity. And again, if this all sounds complicated, trust me, it is. And I have a 50-minute version of all of this. I do suggest, you know, I'm always going to tell you, like sometimes I make a YouTube video, it's like, whatever, you don't need to let, listen to it. I'm telling you right now, the 50-minute YouTube video shares a ton of information. Here's Clayton Eckerd's affidavit of non-paternity. I, Clayton Eckerd, being duly sworn upon my oath under penalty of perjury to pose and say, Jane Doe and I had one sexual encounter on May 20th, 2023, where she performed oral sex on me. We never had sexual intercourse or engaged in contact that could lead to conception. Jane continues to claim that I am the father of alleged twins. I do not believe she is pregnant and certainly not pregnant by me. And then they attached his putative father's registry, which he says is, to be clear, I dispute that the interaction between Jane and I could have resulted in a pregnancy. I am concerned that if I do do not file with the putative father registry. She will use her social media platform to claim that she had my children or that she somehow put them up for adoption to explain their non-existence. Consistent with filings in family court in Maricopa County under court number FC 2023-052114, I'm asking the court to make specific findings of non-paternity. So now Clayton is asking the court and also a very smart thing they're doing is asking for legal fees to be paid towards them from her when they are proving that uh, she lied that there is no actual uh, babies. And in doing so, that is actually smart because whether she gives the legal fees back or not, the court will have to rule on, on, on that aspect. Like they won't just be able to dismiss the case because they are now asking for something. So the court's going to have to respond, which will keep this case at least briefly in the public eye. Now here's where it gets interesting. And I know I'm running out of time here. Again, go to the 50 minute version. Here are several wild moments of pieces of evidence that have been shared. Um, this was Jane Doe sending an email to Clayton Eckerd. Again, this is months ago uh, saying, if you want option A, I won't post this. Option A being they actually try to, to, to do their relationship together. You know, if you remember, I shared a, um, 
a contract earlier that was like her saying, if we date for a month or if we date for a week, I'll let you decide if we give the babies up or not, right? Well, it's wild uh, because she said that she's going to release a photo. Okay, she never did this. He called her bluff. She never did this. But she attached a photo that she was going to use to share her pregnancy on Instagram. She said, I'm over being treated like shit. And at least if this is public, you'll have to give a statement to the media. Not sure when I will put it up. The caption of the Instagram photo she was going to post on her Instagram that she never did was... Surprise! I can't wait for the arrival of these two next Valentine's Day. On a more serious note, their father, Clayton Eckerd, has said he wants nothing to do with this process. He has blocked me from messaging him, refuses to see me and his growing babies, and says he will continue to ignore me. He doesn't want to have anything to do with me, with them, when they're born and thinks they will negatively impact his dating life. Tag him and let him know what you think. Now, here's where it gets... You, you thought that was interesting. Here's where it gets wild. She then includes a note below on the email the following legal waiver. And again, if you want to watch this podcast being made, I'm doing it on Patreon at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. So you can actually see this for yourself. She said, if after proof of opening is obtained and by proof of opening, she puts a tracker on her email. She's, she does this with me as well. She's, she's been open and says this, she puts a tracker on her emails. So she gets alerted when someone opens her emails. She said, if after proof of opening is obtained, I choose not to respond to this email. I am confirming that its content is true. This includes my acknowledgement of paternity. In addition, by not responding, I am giving my approval to Jane Doe to post the above content on social media. So that's her way of trying to coax Clayton into responding saying, I'm going to post this if you don't respond to me. Um, she says, Clayton, this is a situation you can't run and hide from. You will need to take accountability for your actions, which created twins. If I can't get you to do it, then maybe the public can convince you to. And what she has now learned is that the public, the majority of people side with Clayton and think he was duped. One last email I'm going to share with you real quick. This is wild stuff, folks. Again, the full thing is on YouTube. She said this on the third paragraph of an email to Clayton on June 28th of 2023 at 8.11 p.m. She said, in regards to intimacy, I know it's important to you and it is to me as well. If you think about it, having sex with me is the safest thing you can do at this point. I'm already pregnant and if we choose to go this route and trust each other enough to have sex then we are at the point where I would be taking abortion pills, so there's no risk. Also, under no circumstances would I have an abortion if you want to be on dating apps or seeing other women while we are figuring this out. I would want to date with intention. She then says at the end, I need to know your decision tonight because I am getting rid of the abortion pills if it's a no or if I don't hear back from you. Wow. Are your jaws dropped? Are you at home sitting in your driveway not wanting to go inside because you needed to hear the rest of the story? It's absolutely wild, folks, and there's more to it. All of that available on the YouTube. I don't share this to shame her or any of that. Remember, she's actively suing me for harassment. She's actively suing anybody who discusses this. Apparently, the full timeline on Reddit that discussed all of this factual information has been taken down. What gives, folks? What gives? Let the truth surface. Why are we so afraid of that? Well, we'll have more for you tomorrow. And trust me, I'm sure more will be coming out. I'm sure lawyers will be getting emails and this and that. And the law and the whole system will continue to be clogged up like a toilet after a night out at Taco Bell, folks. This shit is clogged up. Either way, we are not fearing from it. And it's because of your support. It's because of your support. We're able to continue uh, exposing this and talking about our truths here because you continue to uh, listen. 
and watch and join the Patreon and do all these things that help us fight these legal battles. So again, thank you all so much. We'll be back tomorrow. At tomorrow, as always, I've been Dave Neal, and this is Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.